the icons of real estate podcast are you ready to learn the proven money-making secrets from top producing icon agents ready to skyrocket your business this podcast is for you tune in every week with your host tomash fonseca and find out how to implement proven strategies to 10 times your business from three million dollars to 30 million dollars in just 12 months brought to you by the masters at real estate marketing Arter SEO. Welcome to Icons of Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Patty Teal. Let me tell you about today's guest. Bo Blankenship is the lead agent for Engel and Boker's Blankenship Group, representing his clients on the Emerald Coast with first class service. Engel and Boker's 30A Beach is a luxury real estate firm providing exceptional services for buyers and sellers. Welcome, Bo. Hey, thank you so much for having me. Oh, I've been excited to talk to you. Uh, I live in Florida now, so I'm just learning about the area. So yeah. uh, what do they consider the Emerald Coast? The whole um, coast? Say what? Is it the whole coast here? Yeah, well, oh. well, really, the Emerald Coast would be... Um, Pensacola down to um, you know Apalachicola, that whole panhandle. That's oh. that's really the Emerald Coast because we have our our water is this emerald color, clear blue water, oh, um, and white sandy coast. beaches. Yeah. I'm sure. Oh, how beautiful! Yeah. yeah. Where are you at in Florida? I'm close to Naples. I'm in, right now. I'm in Naples, but okay. I'm usually more toward Estero, which is uh, I don't know if you know where that is, but it's yep. uh, closer to Fort Myers. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. yeah. But, but yeah, that panhandle is what they call the Emerald Coast. Well, good to know. Yeah. Since I'm a Floridian, I should know that for there sure. You go. There you go. <laughs> so, Bo, I'd like to start with you sharing your story. I know you're a high-producing agent. Your group does so well. But how did you get there? What's your story? Um, so I grew up um, playing sports. I went away to college to play sports. Um. And after that, I had a short stint um, in the NFL. And then me and my wife, we got married right out of high, or not out of high school, out of college. Mm -hmm. um, we had a place here because, you know, when you're playing sports, you can kind of live anywhere. So we had a place here. Um, and then after that career ended, we just stayed here and uh, we fell in love with the area and um, kind of got into, into real estate. We started a property management company. I built and we built and sold that. Um, I think it was two years, two and a half years at that time. I also have a real estate license. So I was, um, you know, I was building that up as well. And then, um, um, you know, was with a boutique for, I guess, two years. And then I decided to open up my own firm, my third year. And then, um, that kind of grew and now we're in our, um, we're in, I guess, our man, what are we in? Our sixth or seventh year, I think sixth year of uh, opening the brokerage. Wow. Well, congratulations on your success. Thank you. And yeah, that's so great that you were in the NFL. You know, not very many people make it there. I hope you mm -hmm. didn't get injured. No, I, I didn't. I wasn't there for very long. Which was there for mm -hmm. longer, but mm -hmm. you know, we got to I got to see the show and but now I'm doing this and it's um we love it. Oh, I'm so glad. Yeah. So let me talk about your area in particular. Um, what cities does it encompass? Um, so our our area is a little bit interesting. It is, we have these townships. It's really Santa Rosa Beach and Inlet Beach. And Inlet Beach is just west of Panama City Beach. And Santa Rosa Beach is just east of uh, Destin and Sandestin. Um, so it's 
those are the biggest towns and Pensacola is that two hours um, west of us or two and a half hours. But we have these little things called uh, townships within the um, within the, the city. So Inlet Beach has like six townships. It's got Rosemary Beach, Alice Beach, Seacrest, oh. Watersound, Watercolor. Mm-hmm. Uh, excuse me, Watercolors in Santa Rosa. And so these little townships and then, then you have Watercolor, Seaside, you know, all these things that are in Santa Rosa Beach. So there's these little townships. Um you know, that are within the, those two areas. Wow. Well, I'm going to ask you an insider question while I yeah. have the opportunity. You know, yeah. I'm not sure this is my final spot here in Florida, and I want to look around to find yeah. a small town vibe that's not too crowded, but that's close to the ocean. Where should I go? That is, that is here. This is actually a very small town with a big market. So uh-huh. this is you know, this is probably, and I could be wrong and I may be, you know, too bullish on it, but I think this is probably one of the best markets in America. I think if you look at the trajectory of this market, what we've done, um, it is, uh, it's pretty incredible. We're seeing things eclipse 20 million now. We're seeing some big numbers. Um, We're seeing people move from all over here, but it's a very small town, but we get Mm -hmm. millions of visitors a year, but the actual town is, I don't know, 12,000 people. I mean, it's a really small town. Yeah, How yeah, sweet. Yeah. yeah. When um, the tourist season or what they call the season, yeah. does it get super crowded? Um, It does at times. Like July 4th is really busy, but like the locals kind of know where to go and like they're off the beach and like mm-hmm. it's, you know, there's locals, you know, kind of beach areas you can go to. And so um, it's, it's, you know, you can kind of navigate it, but it does get busy here. And that's what drives this economy. We get, of course. You know, yeah. People spend, I mean, I mean, crazy numbers, you know, for stuff down here. So it's, um, um, it's good and bad. We love to see him right. come, but we love to see him go too. <laughs> I understand. Now that I've been here a whole year, I'm yeah. seeing how different it gets right around November until maybe close to May, and then it yeah. just clears out. Yeah. 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 Well, I can't blame them. It does get pretty hot and humid in the summertime. So. So we we are opposite seasons of uh, Naples. So oh, uh, you are. Oh. So Naples, Naples. Um, obviously, the winter, the summer here is our busiest time, and we're really, yeah. And then the winter in early spring is pretty pretty quiet. Amazing. So the weather's quite different on that side of the state. Yeah. So we get fall, and we get full fall weather. We get oh, um, yeah. And making so note of all this. <laughs> yeah. So uh, uh, the, my my favorite months here are October um october november december just they're just amazing and then early spring it's just phenomenal weather absolutely sounds beautiful yeah so i know that you're in a luxury market and Mm. your brokerage is a luxury market so how much do the prices how much does a house go for in the area i mean of course there's a range but yeah, yeah, all right. So our average, I'll just give you this. So uh 30A is my market, it's divided into two two segments, east and west. The east um side market, the average sale price is 2.7 million. That's the average purchase price. And then the the um west side average purchase price is about 1.7 million. So mm-hmm. really it's really hard to break in our market for you know under a million or really under two million is pretty tough so you're anywhere from two to you know 27 million or whatever it is right now and the west side it's a little bit less it's you know that a million you still got room at a million up to you know 20 or whatever yeah so are a lot of people um coming there from other states yes 
Yeah. So <laughs> during COVID, we saw, you know, because Florida never shut down. So um, that was a big draw, whether it's politically driven or tax reasons, but people were drawn to Florida, like, and still are. So um, we got a bunch of people from New York, Ohio, we got some Canadians, we got, you know, uh, Nashville, we got um, all these people from all over moving here because we were never closed down, no state income tax, great weather, great outdoors. So it's like all these people that are shut down in California, you know, we're coming over here just because of for medical and political reasons. And um, so we saw a big influx of people moving here. Mm -hmm. So I, we kind of covered this, that the weather is different um, there and that you have the seasons. Um, but when does it die down there as compared to when it's crowded? And, and are a lot of people uh, second home or third home buyers there? Yeah, a bunch of second, bunch of third homes. So this week, um, back to school week, um, it's it's hard to compare because back because when COVID happened, it was slammed, you know, two years solid. Sure, yeah. yeah. And then now this week is our first kind of week where it's kind of, you feel a little bit of relief because it's back to school. Everyone are back, everyone's mm. back to school this week. And so um, we're seeing a little bit of relief here. So it's a little bit more quiet. Right. That must be nice. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I've got an idea of the price range. You know, it has to be over a million to get into yeah. it. Um, yeah. How many days do they typically stay on the market? And has that changed dramatically recently? It's probably 30 to 60 days is about average when during COVID we were seeing multiple offers, you know. Right. You know, yeah. but we're we're looking about 30 to 60 right now. So we're mm -hmm. seeing we're seeing our inventory pick up a little bit. Um, and but we're still at a five-month absorption rate. So we're still technically a seller's market, it's still low inventory. Um, so it hasn't switched yet and um, it may not, I don't know. Um, but we're still seeing some a lot of aggressive offers and um um, and stuff like that so have there been a lot of price drops recently um not a, some but not a ton some mm -hmm. but not, not mm -hmm. like you would think yeah that's interesting yeah so can you tell me about your team uh yeah so my team um my team is i think it's got 10 uh maybe 11 people right now maybe 10 um and we do roughly about half a billion dollars a year um oh, wow you know we're pretty aggressive we sell quite a quite a few um we've got a great team they're very uh, very aggressive um you know great marketing great tech um hardest working team and um you know they're they're great and i love you know i love them so they do, Aww, they, do. they become like family huh yeah yeah definitely they're great yeah that's great yeah so where do most of your leads come from um most of our leads come from um we'd still do everything. We touch all facets of the market. So we do print, we do, we do Google pay-per-click, we do um, mailers, we do all that, but bunch of our stuff comes from um, our listings. And so we do open houses. And so I've kind yeah. of, I've, I've built a, uh, my business kind of around new development. So I will develop things from the ground up and it'll be me or investors or whatever. We'll build these uh, really nice luxury spec homes. And so the agents will also get to sit there and get, get leads from that um, mm -hmm. and, you know, be able to transition them and use them for cold calling and um, use some of that. But that's, that's kind of, it's kind of grassroots uh, business is kind of what we have. Right. Well, it sounds like a, 
you learned a lot in the NFL. Do you think that discipline as a, an athlete, a professional athlete, helps you in other things that you do? Yeah, no, it's a direct correlation. The um, sports and, and I get asked this a lot, sports and uh, real estate, it's very similar parallels. You got to learn how to win. You got to learn how to lose. You got to learn what to do if you want to win, how to get better, you know, how to train, how to work with others, you know, how to stand your ground. I mean, you learn everything, you know, how to get up, get back on it and keep going. And so you learn, it's really the same thing. Wow, that's so interesting. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, good you had that training. Yeah. Well, I'm sure it's helped you, you to be successful. And of course, you're doing great, but we all have goals. What is your upcoming goals? Um, you know, we have our production goals. We'd like to get hit some big numbers, um, but we'd also like um, to expand into some other markets. So we're trying to look at some other markets. Um, you know, really kind of grow the team nationally and, oh. so, and grow the brokerage at the same time. So I'm running really two businesses. I'm running a brokerage and the team. So I'm, I'm trying to grow both, you know, exponentially. Um, and so um, that's really our goals is expanding the brokerage to other markets, expanding mm -hmm. the, the team to other markets. So they really, you know, kind of go hand in hand. So how do you find new um, team members? Uh, how do you um, get them? Uh, I don't want this to sound arrogant whatsoever, but really they come to us. They really well, reach that makes out sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they really come to us about joining us and want to be part of the team. Um, and if they're good, we're pretty selective. I'm pretty selective who I let in my inner circle, um, mm -hmm. and so they have to be a right fit. And you know, if if they are, then we'll you know we'll bring them on, and um, then I will pair them with a mentor, and so they'll be a mentee. And they'll be trained under one of my original people and then mm -hmm. they'll slowly get into it. Yeah. So what do you look for when and someone applies with you? Um, really kind of their grit, their tenacity, um, kind of their presence. You can you can tell somebody um, pretty quickly, like a lot about them by their presence, um, you know, when, they, when you first meet them. Um, but one of the biggest things is ego. And mm -hmm. if they have a big ego, it is not a fit whatsoever. And I can just, and if, if, if they're weird about commission and they start asking money about commission and splits right off the, off the bat, then it's um, probably not a fit because typically those people um, won't stay around mm -hmm. very long because everything is run under my name, under Blankenship group. So you lose some, you lose some, um, your ego has to die a little bit because we're trying to put the team name in front of, oh, right. I, but I, I mean, I get, I mean, I get why people don't want to do it. I mean, hundred mm -hmm. percent, but people that have struggled with that, it's typically a no commission issues there. If they're always fighting you on commission, I want a different split on this deal. This and it's not worth it. Um, and then, but you know, really just the grit, the tenacity and um, their presence and really having a peace and, um, not really having a, a big head is, you know, my main things. And, and knowing, that, knowing that they're willing to work because it's hard, like getting stuff out here is very competitive. So you have to be able to cold call and get told no a thousand times and um, sit at these open houses. And so really they just have to have a, a, a thick skin as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's really yeah. interesting. And leave your ego at the door. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds yeah. good. So yeah. what are your challenges these days? Um, challenges right mm -hmm. now? Um, you know, real estate the past 
uh, real estate the past two years um, has been not easy, but it's been easier, right? You just put it in MLS and you can sell it and, you know, been pretty easy. Um, right now, our challenge is getting, you know, back to what we did, um, you know, two years ago. And so if we're, if we're cold calling, we, can, we need to triple down on it. So we need to do, if we're doing 100 calls a day, it needs to be 300. If we're doing 50 handwritten notes, it needs to be 150. If we're doing three open houses a week, it needs to be six. Like we just need to triple down what we're doing and get back to the actual grind of the um, of the business. Yeah, yeah. It makes it a little tougher, but go, yeah. going back to a more balanced market, perhaps. Yeah. yeah. Do you think and it's having, going... Sorry, uh, one thing, and having so many realtors in... You know, I think there's 3,000 realtors in our market. There's 12,000 people here. So it's, you know, it's pretty tough. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. that sounds like it. Um, I know you said you're looking at other markets and I wondered, I won't hold you to it because I know this is a work in progress, but uh, what are you looking at first expansion-wise? Um, we've made a bunch of offers like from a development standpoint in uh, West Palm Beach and Palm Beach. So expanding down to South Florida is of interest. And then um, also Vail, the Vail Colorado market is, um, we're also looking at that. Wow, I love the old Colorado. It's oh, so it's pretty. Great. Reminds right. me of Disneyland, you know, and it's all the little lights are, are twinkling yeah. in the in the village. Oh yeah, uh, it's great. Yeah, very beautiful. Well, gosh, I want to make sure that people could contact you if they've been listening or watching, and how would they do that? Um, you can just you can text me, call me. It's all on my website. It's um, I've got two. It's uh, blankenshipgrp.com or uh, bow.blankenship at englebalkers.com and um, or, no, no, what is it? bow.blankenship at 30afineliving.com that's the other one, yeah. 30afineliving.com Yeah, is but if you just Google Bo Blankenship or whatever, it'll come up and you can do, find us on social and message us or text us, email us, either way it'll, it'll all come up and you can get a hold of us pretty easy. Okay, well, I can't thank you enough for being on Icons of Real Estate today. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Bye. Bye.